here we go then, everybody. Welcome to the final Kings of Anglia Track the Gals Talk podcast of the 2022-23 season. Of course, the podcast is proudly sponsored by John Fowler's Solicitors. Big up Mark Kennedy as ever for his support. What a season it's been. A season ups and downs, a roller coaster of emotions. I'm joined as ever by my co-host and town woman skipper Blue Wilson as we're going to review the season that was Blue. Another season in the bag in Tier 3. It didn't end the way we wanted it to, but, uh, well, how many games is it? 24 games? No, 24 games? It is 24 games. 22? 22, sorry. Yeah, cup games. Anyway, how are you? I I, I, I tried to think of maths really on the spot there. Let's just move on. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Ross. Um, Obviously, haven't been into training, but still doing my gym stuff um, and off-season plan. Um, but outside of football, I've got some exams coming up, uh, some accountancy exams. So, yeah, a little bit stressed at the minute. But it will all be over next week. Um, and then I've only got a few left. So nearing the end. I mean, I've still got a year to go, but nearing the end, the majority is done. Um, but other than that, all is good. How are you doing? I'm very well, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely happy that I haven't got to do what you've got to do with those exams. They sound very stressful and very hard. So um, keep up the good work, Blue. But um, as you said, uh, when they're over, they're over. And um, you don't have to worry about studying. You can just chill and enjoy your off-season and, of course, doing your rehab and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, Blue, it's it's been an, another season in the bag recording the podcast because um, this is the second year in a row you, you came on board a uh, season before midway through and um, we keep going strong and um, we've gone for a whole season um, as, a, as I said 22 league games um, get, the, get the facts right Ross um, and we're going to go through each month um, but let's start Blue with pre-season going into the season um, early thoughts um, elephant in the room Paige Peak left she went to Southampton that was a big departure um, but we went, we moved on. The train kept going. Um, she came off, but we kept going. And um, it was a pretty good preseason in terms of games. We beat Wolves, who are a good team in the other division in Tier 3. Um, what was your feelings like going into that? Because you're, of course, you know, up in your rehab with your injury. Um, what's your memories back then? Yeah, so obviously the, the Page Peak departure was a little bit of a, sh- a shock to most people, to be honest, um, even sort of inside the camp. Um, but I think all, the intention was always like, OK, yes, she was a great player for us, but actually let's power on without her. Wish her all the best, but um, we need to focus on us now. Um, we didn't really sort of recruit. We We relied on... Um, the youngsters coming through, which paid off, to be fair. Um, Megan's had a fantastic season. So she was sort of the replacement. And then obviously Boz moving to a different position as well. So we we kind of had a makeshift and that, that transition definitely did happen uh, in pre-season. I remember the first game against Wimbledon. Um, the men played before and then we played. Um, and that was sort of the first sighting of this almost new formation and new position for the back line. And at that point, I think we were all a little bit concerned um, if you watch that game. But we we weren't concerned as in, oh, the whole season's going to be like this. It was always going to be um, difficult to adjust and transition. Um, so we had, I think we, who do we play? Cambridge United, Charlton and then Wolves. So we had a nice sort of range of different level of opposition. Um, Charlton was a good test for sure. And then obviously the Wolves game, 
which I think we played pretty well in um, and obviously beat them. So spirits were quite high going into the season. We felt ready, especially after the back of that Wolves win. Um, and yeah, we we felt like we were going to hit the ground running. But obviously, um, as we'll go on to, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Um, of course, we knew the fixtures. We knew we were going to open the season at home to Portsmouth. Always nice to have a, a home opener. Um, and of course, we had that momentum, didn't we, of the Lionesses uh, winning the Euros at Wembley. And that was an unbelievable success. You know, the, the record crowds seeing the final. And we would hope that momentum was going to go on with the, the crowds uh, for all the women's leagues. And that did help a little bit. But then also there was that little few week periods weren't it when the season did start it was pre-season games but there was that few weeks of like that where the dust sort of settled but um we had the the first game against Portsmouth Blue and uh yeah it didn't go to plan um of course there's injuries in this game uh Kyle Robertson got injured Zoe Barrett got injured in the first half um it was a 3-0 home defeat uh I think I was looking forward to this game you know the opener of the game against Portsmouth the team who beat us um on the final day of the, the season before. So there's a chance to get revenge, but just wasn't the day, was it? I definitely think that was in the mind, like, okay, these guys beat us the the last game of the uh, last season. So, but I, I, almost, I was shocked. I remember coming away from that game shocked because maybe our mindset wasn't quite right or I, I'm not, I still don't know what quite happened, whether it's just Portsmouth being our bogey team. <laughs> We just hate playing Portsmouth for some reason. But that's not a feeling within the camp. But it just seems to, the results seem to turn out that way. Um, but yeah, it was, it was passive. Um, we looked like we we hadn't woken up yet, um, which was a change because actually against Wolves, we looked pretty on it. Um, so I, I don't know what it, I, I think perhaps the injuries didn't help. I remember saying that at the time that the breakup to have two sort of biggish or what looked like biggish injury, injuries to happen in the first half, I think it was, or early on in the game, sort of breaks up the pattern. You have to put replacements in and they aren't maybe they're not quite prepped because they're not expected to go on in the first half or whatever. Um, but yeah, not not a good start. 3-0 loss at home, not, not ideal. No, for any team, it's not good to start off with a defeat and definitely at home and losing 3-0. And, you know, yeah. As you mentioned, you know, there was a lot of youngsters coming through. I think that was the Wimbledon game. I think I can't know the exact figure. Sorry, I ain't got the stats for me, ladies and gentlemen. I think it was six or seven players made mm. their debut play. And that was a good, you know, little stat because it's like, wow, you know, we've you know, we've always known for producing players. And it was great to see that. And yeah, we had a very young bench for this game and some players come on. I think Nia Evans came on really early, which, you know, for her was great to come on, but then to lose in that manner wasn't great. And then the following game, we were like, okay, let's bounce bounce back. Let's get a win. We took the lead against Gillingham. Um, Gillingham was next up. Another home game, which is always good. Yeah, Anna Gray, of course, giving us the lead. Um, but then Gillingham came back and they won the game in the end 2-1. Uh, yeah, look back at that game, another disappointing defeat. Yeah, another one. Um, so you're almost like, what is happening here? Um, and I think almost starting the season well, perhaps is is sort of regarded as like the, the most important thing because that's how you set yourself and how you you sort of see the season folding out. Um, but yeah, perhaps we went 1-0 up and then became too comfortable. Um, it was a good goal by Anna. She went around the keeper. 
but I think we had six changes in total. So again, that element of injuries hampering us and uh, hindering us. And ultimately, we ha we couldn't find our flow. Um, and that hurt us. But Gillingham have always been a tough team. They, they battle really hard. Um, they're a classic. They're almost a typical tier three team. Like, I really see Gillingham, like, they're not going to go up or down. They're just sort of battle. Um, but yeah, definitely a wake up and a shock to lose our first two games. Um, and at that point, I think everyone sort of, after the game, reflected and was like, okay, we need to sort ourselves out here. I'm not sure quite what it is, but whatever it is, we need to sharpen up, whether that's in training or the mindset going into the game. It's something's not clicking. Um, but you know, it it did it did smoothen out. Um, but not an ideal start to the season for sure. And I'm next season. I think that'll be a key focus, not to not to start like that again. Yeah, because of course we'll go on to maybe that's one of the the main reasons why we didn't just you know even though we we finished basically second and on goal difference we could have you know won the title but um we'll we'll go on to it at the end of the end of the month um and the, the the last game of the season very shortly but um yeah it was yeah not the start we wanted and it was a weird position to be in as well blue because this team hasn't lost many games joe as a manager hasn't lost many games and i think there was a few maybe calls and chat about oh maybe this team isn't as good as we we think it is um, I probably was. I had some honest opinions on this podcast about, oh, maybe we're not playing the right players and positions, or maybe we should have strengthened. And maybe looking back, Joe probably would have gone, yeah, maybe I should have maybe brought in one yeah. or two other players. Um, but in the end, the young players coming through, we'll get on to Megan shortly. Um, but yeah, with the lack of options on the bench at that game, we I think we only had maybe because we had those injuries. Once again, you yeah. can't help having Corey getting injured, Zoe getting injured so early on. Thankfully, those injuries weren't as serious because. I think they all had both had to go to hospital, and you're like thinking, "Oh no!" And as a player yourself, Blue, with your with your injury, you're probably thinking, "Oh, hopefully it's nothing too serious." And thankfully, it wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's but it's scary, especially that early on in the season, because you're like, "Well, that can that can impact so many games, um, and it can almost sort of put put your season, say if Kyra was to get injured for longer." it could have really sort of hindered how her flow because it's so important to get game time, especially for midfielders and defenders, I think, to get game time in the bank at the start of the season consistently to build yourself um, both physically and mentally, I think. Um, so it, we we almost got lucky in a sense that they weren't longer term, even though they still had, had a period on the sidelines and it wasn't enjoyable. I remember them being in the gym um but yeah it like you said it's it was a different start we weren't we weren't expecting that and we definitely questioned actually are we the team that we think we are for sure um and perhaps that fueled uh, the the results that followed yeah, the next next up under lights. The um, we don't get many midweek games, but uh, Billy Ricky returns um, to to this division. They got promoted, and we've had our battles with them in the past in league games, cup games, and um, down in Essex, we got the win that we needed. A clean sheet. It was a, a scrappy first half, but second half, Tash come up with the winner. And I think I think it was me or someone who said on the previous awards pod that was maybe the moment of the season or. You know, a, a big moment in the season because it was a massive three points, a good goal, and just the the raw 
of the the bench and just everybody of having that relief. We got it over the line. We got the win. Yeah, I don't think I was actually at that game. I think that coincided with uh, my a surgery potentially. I think it did, um, but I remember following on Twitter anyway, as as I do if I miss a game, always. Um, but yeah, I'll, just look at the notes. Holly Turner even played in that game. Obviously, yeah. she then joined us late in the later in the season. But it sounded like uh, the Bitteriki keeper had a great game. Um, and Bitteriki again, one of those who we've always had battles with. They're always a tough team. They've got experienced players and players who know know how to manage a game and how to grind out results. So you never really know what you're gonna uh, what what walls you're gonna have to break down. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good goal as well. Good, nice sort of work into the box and then Tash finish. Yeah, another celebration. It was a bundle um, yes. of you know players because I think they're just that relief. Like we got yeah. the goal and it was perfect. And of course we were able to see it out. And uh, fair play to Billericay though they finished sixth in the end. Um, so they had a, a good solid first season back in this division. So fair play to Billericay. Um, but that was a, a good three points to end August. Going into September, only two games in September blue. Um, once again, we had this season's been stop start because of mm-hmm. just fixtures getting rearranged, postponed for different reasons, international call ups. Of course, with once again another season of um, congratulations to all the players who have been called up. Definitely Megan, who made her senior day for Scotland or no, under 19s day for Scotland. <laughs> senior day, I'm going too far. I'm good. It's going to happen, though. I'm sure. Next it's going season, to yeah. <laughs> Next season, definitely, yeah. Um, and talking about Megan, uh, the game against Bridgewater, that was her first start. So she made a debut against Gillingham coming off the bench, but this was her first start against Bridgewater, and it was a 1 0 win. So a clean sheet for Megan, Anna getting the goal. And back at the AJR Arena after two defeats, we go on to make it back to back wins and a first win in front of a home crowd and just a, a solid win against a, a very big Bridgewater side. Yeah, the the team of the Giants, unknown as. Um, although it was an own goal that sort of uh, won it for us, I think again it was important to get us back on track and say, okay, yes, we can win at home. We're not the we're not the team that just lost um, our opening two results. Um, and another gritty one, another really gritty one, one that you probably won't want want to watch back. But all in all, it's three points and. Those types of games are so important in uh, sort of establishing a, a title challenge um, and ones that perhaps we need to be a bit more clinical with on goals. Not sure. It's it's difficult because when, when you're that early on in the season, you're not thinking about goal difference or you're not even thinking that the, the league will come down to goal difference. You're thinking about we've just lost the first two games of the season. Have we even got a title challenge anymore? That's what you're thinking. Um but I think that pressure, we managed it well. And yeah, home win. Lovely. Yeah, this day, because yeah, it's t- four games in, two defeats, two wins. On balance, isn't too bad. But you like also think, oh, this league is In cruel. this league, it's, it's so tight. No margin for error at all. But thankfully, we got that win and um, you know, clean sheets. And let's quickly then talk about... Megan, we're going to have to quickly talk about Megan because she has been fantastic. Player of the year, supporters player of the year, just oh, unbelievable. And this was her first start against Bridgewater. Um, I think she's yeah, 17. So she has been unbelievable. I think even making a podcast debut, she had a very impressive um, appearance as well. And 
you know, this is still, I think, when she came on, maybe at this time, actually, where she was still very fresh, fresh face player coming through, you know, playing alongside some players who have played for a long time. But yeah, what what's your memories of her making her first sort of a few appearances? She's very uh, mature. She's probably one of the most mature in the group, but given she's what, I think she's just turned 18. So she's now, yeah, she's now 18. Um, but nothing really sort of seems to phase her, whether it's little niggles that she's feeling, um, definitely towards the end of the season. As you do, you pick up niggles and you play through them because you've only got a certain amount of the season left and you just get on with it and everyone's tired. But she's one of those who's just like late, like just focused, focused on the game. Um, loves, absolutely loves it. Um, and it's really good to have someone like that. And you can see it. You can see it in the way that she plays and even her communication to whether it's the midfielders or just anyone. She's she's quite bold, especially for her age. I think she's she's been yeah, a real surprise. I wouldn't expect a 17-year-old to come into this team when actually Liv, it's, probably, it's likely because Liv wasn't, Liv's availability hasn't been where she sort of wanted it because because of her work and the fact that Megan's come in, stepped in and almost seamlessly really just, yeah, commanded it. Um, so I've been really impressed and obviously her her family support doesn't go unnoticed as well. They are big fans. So shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, big shout out to both uh, her mum and dad and just everyone involved because yeah, they've been fantastic um, as, as part of the crowd and the fans and uh, dad in one of the drummers so a uh, big shout out to them um and yeah just big shout out to megan because she's been yeah fantastic she just oh as we said just oh, one goal what would have been one goal. Oh, yeah that many chances thing. Thing. yeah yeah and the thing is ross she she said oh yeah I'm gonna, like she said it to me so many times she's like yeah the last game against oxford yeah that that game i'm like megan when is it gonna happen i mean i i can't really i can't really push her to be fair but currently, I do have more goals than her um, for its Town. So, you know. Do you know what? I'm going to call it now. She's going to just have the ball. She's gonna, Sarah's going to roll it to her and she's just going to go and take everyone on and then score. And just score <laughs> an absolute world or something like that. So, there we go. So, Megan, yeah, big challenge for you, but make that happen. Like I'm going to go. Um, Someone's headed the ball at the keeper. The keeper saved it. She's gonna like yeah. sort of volley it in off her shin from a corner. That's that's the goal I'm gonna go for. Yeah, I think that's more realistic. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you never know. You never know because no. your goal against Crawley, you know. Are you saying that that's was... out of character, Ross? I think that's that's well in character. It's classic blue, yeah. blue Wilson yeah. behaviour. That. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a goal that was. What a goal that was. Um, but no, yeah, once again, Megan, well done for a great season. Many more to come, I'm sure, from her. Uh, well, uh, final game in September was a cup game uh, against QPR. We won 7-0, um, so job done. But um, one player who made their debut and who made a statement this year in the league was, of course, Frag Godfrey, uh, of course, was signing from Arsenal. And uh, she was part of this game. She got a few assists. We both got it wrong on the quiz when we got asked by Kieran who got the assists. And uh, we're like, who got the assists? And we did, we forgot Freya made a debut in that game. And she did. And she's been on, of course, she went on to do really well. And she actually went on to score on her home debut in October, uh, Blue, against Crawley Wasp, which we won 3-0. Uh, Bonnie also scored after a long time without scoring. Uh, Tash also scored in that game. Uh, but yeah, October starting with a 3-0 win. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I think did Bonnie get 
No, maybe I'm... Did Bonnie get two in that game? No, that was uh, NK Dons later mm. in the month, but yeah. But she, oh, okay. she She's, uh, Bonnie's done well this season for goals, by the way. Yes. And a few free kicks, penalties, they all count. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I clearly don't remember much about this game at all, but... Um... <laughs> No. Sounds like we, we got the job done at home. Um, 3 0, we'll take it. But yeah, Crawley have been really poor this year. So you'd expect yeah, like that. Down yeah. yeah, you'd expect maybe more. I'm not sure. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're, of course, just like Bridgewater, they, they went down. Crawley, one win all season, four draws, 17 defeats. So yeah, not a good season for them. And uh, yeah, just a, a solid 3 0 win. Another clean sheet, three clean sheets in a row there. Um, yeah, and Bonnie starting good. She had, she had only scored one goal prior to that goal, which is the opening game of the season um, against Hounslow. Uh, so she hadn't scored for a very long time, and finally she goes and scores. Um, and of course, she goes and scores two more this month. But before that, we have Oxford away, um, and of course, this is always the the big battle. The 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 title decider, even early in October, I like think this is a big game, and. Um, they go, of course, on to score the opener. But then Anna Gray goes and equalises and the game does end 1-1. Um, this makes it five games unbeaten. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is a big result in terms of coming from behind. Yeah, you'd 100% take a draw at Oxford. Um, they got a good record with, as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd take, a, you'd take a draw away from home for sure because they're, uh, I don't actually know what their home record is, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, is it still ongoing? It must be still still be ongoing. So. Bear with me. Keep, t- keep talking. I'll, I'll have a ch- chat. I think they didn't lose. They must. They, they lost three games. They, lose. they lost against Watford away, didn't they? And then obviously mm. lost against us. Um, but I remember the I remember the game. I remember feeling really nervous, really nervous watching, and because even at that stage when actually. At that stage in the season, we're we're caught sort of out of it because we've lost those two games at the start of the season. But you could sense that it was going to come. It was going to be us, Oxford, um, and Watford. I, although Portsmouth were doing well, I, I don't know what it what it was. I just never really saw them as as sort of real title uh, challengers, even though they'd beat us. Maybe it's a bit of saltiness from my part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Oxford, I think the game was pretty even, to be fair. Um, I think we were quite happy with the draw. Um, and again, it's not a loss and we're building um, for those sort of few games that remain before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then the game up next was a game that Lily got called off because of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> where the goalie was like getting some towels and putting oh, yes. in the goal Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. God, yeah. That, the um, comedy of tier three football sometimes. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. I just remember turning up and just going, like, yeah, the pit didn't look great. Um, and of course, we'll go on to something later on, of course. But, uh, but yeah, we won the game. But thankfully, the game did play and we won the game 5 1. Uh, Bonnie with a brace. So, three goals in three games. Um, the first goal was a dead ball free kick, Blue. Um, so she's bringing up everything. She's scoring, I think, a pen, scoring now a, a free kick, and she did it again later in the season. But, yeah, Bonnie is finding her uh, shooting boots. The girls always laugh because the celebration is like a fist pump and it's every time. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just the most classic Bonnie thing you can you can think of. 
Um, but yeah, fair play to her. Two goals. Um, MK Dons, I mean, you, you go into that game expecting to win, but I think five goals past them is, is pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty clinical. So again, you missed out on the clean sheet, um, but a good win, a good solid win um, to once again try and forget the start. Um, but yeah, we built, uh, built quite a nice run there, which mm, do we count as being lost in the next one? Not sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, to be fair, MK, they, they finished um, fifth in the end as well. So they, they had a really good season, yeah. an improvement from the season before um, in that game did, as well. They, they, of course they finished fifth. I'm yeah. saying that they that you expect to win the game, but I mean, fifth, it's not as... Maybe decent, this, this, this time of the season, maybe, because it's, yeah, it's October and I said that they didn't have a good season uh, no. previously. So they were still probably building and still, you know, wanting to improve. And I think probably at this stage of, of the season as well, um, I don't know what their results were, but yeah, you, you guarantee we're at home as well. We've got that great run. We've got yeah. a win. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think we, we got the five goals and that was a nice way as well for us because we hadn't really scored many goals prior to that because we said we got the one nil wins. We, of course, we, we scored three against Crawley, but we've only scored a few, but score five at home, which is great. Um, and then November comes blue. Uh, four games in total, uh, starting off with a, a cup exit, which... Probably like we're not that fussed about, but we were there and it was rubbish. Um, of course, a 2 0 defeat against Hashtag, who will be playing next season. So, you never, you know, at the end of the day, they're actually a good team because they got promoted and they'll be playing tier three football. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good game in Essex, was it? No, I was thinking about this. I think it's possibly the worst, uh, it's a shy woman game I've, uh, I've been to. Oh, it's just. Just one of those which you do not want to ever think about again. Just horrendous. I don't know what it is about the the Fornal Cup. We just don't seem to like it <laughs> yeah. at all. Whether that'll change next season, I'm not sure. Whether that's a goal to win it next season, not sure. But um, yeah, we just don't seem to like it. It, it doesn't really have much. Um, although it's a cup and it's potential to win win some silverware, it just hasn't got much sort of presence I don't think the, the focus is the league and everything comes before that but yeah not ideal I think that was everyone came away from that like wow mm. that wasn't good no it wasn't it wasn't and yeah I think we were going into the season thinking you know we, this is a competition we'd like to try to win because yeah. Yeah, when you're in cup games you're like yeah let's try to win it and we we started off you know we already mentioned it that 7-0 win against QPR so we're like oh great great start then we get hashtag yeah. we thought okay never team in the division below and no, we lose, lose 2 0. And um, I think actually Holly played in this game as well, I think, if I remember. Oh, no, was it Brooke? Brooke Hearn? I think Brooke, Brooke played, sorry, in this Brooke, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a few of our ex players played yes. for hashtag. Yeah. Um, but I'll be interested to see what their, what their sort of provision is. Will they recruit? Will they expand a little bit um, coming into tier three? Because they're a team which is, is definitely sort of developing, um, given their sort of backing from. I've forgotten his name, but um, YouTube, Spencer, uh, yeah. Spencer, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them. I, I can see them finishing quite high up, for sure. I think they'll do well. Um, and another tricky team to come into our division, for sure. Yeah, I know they've got ambitious because their, their men's team have got promoted, so it was a double promotion mm. for, for their side. So, um, yeah, good though, Blue. They are in Essex, so it's a, a nice... Sure. Yeah. Not a short journey for us, so thankfully they've gone up. It's not like I have a long journey, so that's good. Um, then we entered the FA Cup once again. It started the, the competition we love. It was Luton Town away. 
at a very interesting ground. Um, a 7 0 win. Um, but the main moment in this game, of course, um, was Sophie Pescott making a return after 410 days. What a moment. I think it took us maybe two, three minutes or whatever it was to get an assist. But um, as an ACL group leader, <laughs> sorry to say that, um, it was a great moment wasn't it, to see Pescott make her return, even though it was on a dodgy pitch, like, ooh, we sure. But she came back and it was great. Yeah, the pitch was like on an incline. If you're watching this, the pitch is on the incline like this. Um, so you're literally running up a hill. <laughs> there was a few, there was a few games like that actually, but yeah, that was the highlight for sure. Um, it didn't, it didn't really sort of matter the scoreline. It was just the fact that Pescott was back, um, and she had that moment. I think her parents were there, and it was just, it was just a nice day. I was really happy for her, um, and it proved that it could be done. Um, so yeah, really, so sort of, I was, yeah, very happy for Pescott that day. Um, I know it meant a lot to her, and. I think she got quite emotional, um, which is fair enough. It's fair enough. A lot of work goes into getting yourself into a position where you might be able to go on the pitch, and she managed to do that. So, yeah, big shout out to Peskit. Yeah, and um, she's gone on to do really well, you know, since her return. She played a course in the next game against Plymouth, the the long journey to Plymouth, um, which was another 5 0 win at Home Park. Uh, I think 2,122 people were in attendance, so a, a good crowd. Um, and yeah, another another big win against Plymouth. You know, as we said before, it's a long journey, and to come home not winning or whatever, it must be horrible. But thankfully, we've come home twice and won five nil, and uh, that was a, a good, another solid win. And in two games, we scored twelve goals, so we're we're scoring the goals, Blue. Yeah, we had a good we had a good period of scoring goals, didn't we? Um, after that hashtag loss, for sure. Um, but yeah. If you know, if you're ever thinking about going to Plymouth to come and watch us play, we can guarantee you goals. I know it's a long, <laughs> no, it's a long trip, but we can guarantee you goals. I do wonder whether at some point Plymouth are just going to go, no, we're not playing you at Home Park anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put you on some dodgy pitch, and then we'll see how you do. Um, I wouldn't blame them for that because it can't be nice being beaten five 0 But uh, yeah, it's, it's always an enjoyable trip once you're there. Um, the journey's a long one, but yeah, a, a decent win. And again, another clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, another clean sheet. Yeah, can't, of course, Sarah Contral, the keeper, you know, another golden glove season as well for her. But yeah, Plymouth just about, or I want to say just about stayed up. I think they comfortably stayed up in the end, I think five points. So uh, Plymouth trip is on again next season. So if you fancy it, as Blue said, um, yeah, get ready for goals. But as you said, we it may not be at home park. They may make that decision and went, ah, Three years in a row, do we really want to? Yeah, but, can you uh, imagine three years in a row, five nil? That's got to be the goal, surely. Oh, yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be. And uh, of course, the men Plymouth team will be playing the men's town team as well because they both got promoted to the championship. So, uh, double header maybe on the cards again. Hopefully, uh, although last season it wasn't because of the sky ruining it and stuff. So I had to make two trips to Plymouth. But I'll, I'll shut up about <laughs> that now because I think people get annoyed me talking about that. Because yeah, but anyway. Luckily, the men had Exeter, so it was a shorter journey in, in the end. Um, then the FA Cup journey continued blue. We had London Seawood, um, so a team below, basically, Tier 4. Uh, a 3-0 home win, and Lucy O'Brien got a double. So it was uh, good to see her on the score sheet. Yeah, she's to be fair to her, she's had, she's had a decent season. Um, she's definitely built on the season before. Um, I think perhaps the season coming up, I mean, she's been a key player for us. 
Um, and she has moments of magic, which is great. Um, but I think she, uh, one of her goals will be to be more consistent. And I suppose it's hard for players like that, creative players, to have that consistency because you've got to be constantly coming up with the goods and constantly being clinical and specific in those passes, which me as a sort of defensive midfielder, it's it's less so. It's, it's likely easier to be consistent. So it's, it's hard for people like her and Brazil and Peskit and all those front players um, but yeah, no, it's good to see her on the score sheet. Um, I can't remember much about that game, I'm not going to lie, but it's, it's a win in the FA Cup. Yeah, and of course, we're waiting um, to see who we'll be having in the next round. And um, we get a new name, uh, Porter's Head. Um, and that's a, a bit of a journey for them. Um, and sadly, this game was behind closed doors because of uh, Felix O's pitch. And of course, I think we just needed to get it done and played. Um, so I do, I do feel sorry for Porter's Head. You know they had to make that journey, and they couldn't play in front of a crowd. But they got an opportunity to go to our training ground and stuff like that. Uh, it was a seven-nil win. Um, so another job done for, for the girls, just getting through to the next round of the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, fair play to Porter's Head. I had some good chats with some of their their co- coaching staff and just people who were part of their their setup, and they're just a, a nice bunch. Yeah, it's it's a shame really because we do, we kind of blown them away. I think they're tier five from memory. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so it was always going to be a challenge for them. I remember them sitting back and always trying to get us on the counter, but we had so much possession. It was ridiculous. And especially we were playing on Astro at Playford yeah. and there's no funny bounce on the Astro. We know, we know what's where it's going to bounce and it just meant we could zip the ball about um, and made it quite an easy day really. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly get the goal scorers in this game. Because, um, yeah, Maddie Big scored, Rosero scored, Bonnie scored. Um, another goal for her. Um, Laffy scored, Anna scored, an own goal. Um, so, loads of goal scorers there. Um, but, yeah, another FA Cup win. And uh, we then were waiting, of course, who we're going to get in the next draw. And, of course, we knew, I think this was the, the, the round we knew championship teams were going to come in. And uh, we got Lewis, which we'll go on to shortly, uh, Blue, because we have one more game to end December going into the Christmas break. And, of course, that trip to Cheltenham, a 2-0 win. Bloody cold afternoon. That was bloody cold. Probably the coldest I've ever been. I'm sure yourself and everyone else involved. I think even Bonnie said and other players have said, like, that was probably the coldest I've ever played football. Um, I think the story was um, at half time they were using hair dryers to, you know, dry their hair because it was raining. It was freezing cold. But um, we got the job done against the Chatham side, who, fair play to them, they gave us a game. Yeah, they were really tough, really tough. I remember that game being, yeah, horrible, because we you're sitting there in horrible weather, literally everyone's freezing. You can see even on the pitch when the ball's gone out of play, play, normally you don't really sense the weather too much, but it was one of those, it was so cold, windy and wet, that you could see players were cold. Um, and they noticed that they were cold, which you don't normally have. Um, so yeah, I, I was kind of glad I wasn't playing that one because it didn't, it didn't look fun at all. But yeah, Cheltenham put up a really good fight. 2-0. It, I almost see that game as more of a 1-0. It was that sort of tight and really sort of fine margins again. And Boz, I think, yeah, Boz scored a direct corner didn't she I think at first Kieran gave an own goal but then it was like actually yes no. that was that whole debate so yeah, yeah it wasn't even a, a clean goal um yeah which Boz won't like but yeah it takes skill to score from a, a corner directly doesn't it um whether you mean it or not 
Yeah, very much so. But um, a good way to sort of end sort of the year with a win, um, you know, against Cheltenham to go into the Christmas break. And then January, we knew we had Pompey away. You know, once again, we wanted to get that revenge. Um, and they, once again, they did the double on, on us. They did. We just cannot win. We just cannot win against Portsmouth. I don't know what it is. Um but yeah, I mean they're they're a good team. They've got good players. Um, I think one of the their play, their winger Sophie Quirk. Um, I do often get people saying that we look similar. So it's me, Summer, and Sophie Quirk. We all look similar because we've got sort of gingerish uh, curly hair. Uh, but yeah, she's a great player, and they've they've got a strong team, really strong team, and um, a good manager. Um, so they're always a threat, but we we just cannot seem to get results. I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. But hopefully next season will be a reset and we can we can put that sort of bogey team name to bed. Um, I think that's a that's a key aim for me actually. One of the key aims next season, which I'm sure we'll get on to, is to beat Portsmouth. Yes, yes, because <laughs> we're able to. You know, there's a few like you think Gillingham last year was a bit of a bogey team as well because that that's mm. wrong we, you know and some but yeah there's some other teams like that who we like yeah even Billericay you know to an extent our like, team we, yeah. need, we needed to sort of get a win over um and thankfully we you know we did uh then up next was another cold actually afternoon against London Bees um this was a tough battle a 2-1 win so Pescott face goal um yeah it was a, a tough battle I've got I've got the exact same notes I put face goal. <laughs> I've actually put Simbin and face goal. So what an afternoon for uh, Peskit. So yeah, we warmed up on a little five-a-side pitch because there was some boys playing on the, the pitch just before us. Um, but no, that was a tough game. And I remember we went 2-1 we went up and then London Bees had a, like a chance they should have scored. Like you expect them to score. So we got off really lucky there. Um, but somehow... We've come out with the three points um, and obviously became important because say we'd drawn that game and they'd scored that last minute chance where we wouldn't have had perhaps the how close we got to winning the title. But yeah, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Very much so. And of course, yeah, we'd come from behind because they took, the, took mm. the lead in this game. And then, of course, Tash got the equaliser and then, yeah, Pesca got the, uh, the winner in the end by, by a face, which yeah. is good. Um, so yeah, goal of the season contender. Definitely. I hope that was part of the goal of the season contenders. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was her first goal of her return. Probably not the goal she wanted to score on her return, but um, after making her return, of course. But um, a goal is a goal. Um, then we had the FA Cup game against Lewis. Um, of course, an established championship side. Um, once again, just a, one chance and a goal. Um, for Lewis, uh, a valiant performance from us. I've took that from the match report, by the way. Just I wanted to find a word. I just went, ah, Kieran's good with words. And he's put a valiant performance. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. That's why I used it, yeah. Yeah, this guy's it well, to be fair. I think we, we've spoken about it before. Um, one of the quiz questions was craft. Never forget yeah. that now, craft. craft. Um, and it was something like the first shot on target for them. And it's one of those where... They're clearly they've been in the championship because they're clinical and they don't concede goals. So uh, fair play, um, but we we didn't embarrass ourselves at all and actually sort of probably proved that you know what we can reach we can reach that level if if needed to do so. Um, 
but yeah, they they went on to play Cardiff City, I believe, and they won that game, and then they went on to play United at home. So yeah. that could have been us. We could have had United oh. at the AGL. How nice oh. that would have been. Oh. I always say this because I don't know how the draw is seeded or whatever. Like you go, yeah, that could be the route we go down, but also yeah. it's actually your your name or your position. I don't know how it's seeded because, yeah, that would be a, if that was the route, then that would be amazing. But I always yeah. feel no, actually, we may, it may not happen because we I may. Know, I know, but, but yeah, you but you look at it and go, oh, that could have been us. If we yeah. could have won that, we beat Cardiff. We could have had Toon and Russo at the AGL. That would have been that would have been good. Um, but no, it wasn't. wasn't Not wasn't to be. To be. Uh, so yeah, January done. Uh, then we go into February and uh, Watford. Uh, we finally actually play Watford um, because we hadn't played them all season. Because I think one of the, I don't know why it just didn't fall. No, we do. We no, we had played Watford. We, played Watford. we hadn't played Watford. Yeah, this is the first time we played Watford. I it must yeah. have got rescheduled. For sure. Yeah, must have done. Because yeah. yeah, we had Watford twice in the February. I've just got my, yeah. my notes up now, ladies and gentlemen. I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this game, um, we took the lead, of course. Lucio Bryan with the goal. Um, and then it happened. The late equaliser. When I just think, just keep the ball in the corner. But no. <laughs> um, and they get the equaliser. Um, and this was probably the... Well, you say this would be the pivotal point of the season. Um, of course, we were going to have Joe on the podcast, but we couldn't get our schedules to line up. Um, so we don't know about the Chinese fishermen, but it, you, you know a little farmer. bit, don't you? Our farmer, is <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I can't tell it because I'll butcher it. So next okay. time Joe's on the pod, okay. I'll get him to tell it because I feel, I'd feel immense guilt if I were to tell it and not do it justice. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Chinese farmer did did happen um, before and after that that game. But you look at that and you think, God, if that equaliser doesn't go in, we're in the we're in the playoff game. That's yeah. the that's the reality. But then if we if that equaliser doesn't go in, do we go on to have the fantastic run that we did? Not sure. Um, and I'm not sure I want to think about it too much more because it is. <laughs> It's that that close of a margin, but um, yeah, O'Brien's goal was sort of a poacher's finish. I remember it bobbling out top of the box, and she just slots it. Um, but yeah, when that when that equaliser went in, oh, I was just like, no, no, please no. no. But, I mean, one all against Watford, it's not a horrendous result. It's just the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, of course we're able to revenge that. Of course, we beat Bridgewater two nil. Um, Let's just move on from that. Good three points, clean sheet. Yeah, Bridgewater. You know they went down, so we don't have to play them anymore. Uh, then at home against Watford, um, of course, this was a game um, we knew was huge, um, and it was a huge win. Sarah Zera Carrera scoring the goal, um, and this was just here we are. Big statement win. At this point, we knew that we had to win every every game left. Um, and this was a this one was a really big one, and we knew that afterwards Billericay were coming up, so that's also going to be a tough. So we were going through a tough period of okay, we need to grind some results out here. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a big win. It's a really big win, especially to to put those doubts. And when you're one nil up and you're thinking, okay, last time we did this three weeks ago, or whatever, we bottled it. Um, 
I'd had that sort of online game as well, but to to win that game was a big relief and it almost was like, yeah, you know what, we are the better team. But um that obviously didn't turn out to be at the end of the season. But uh yeah, it was a it was a really big win at the time and it almost encouraged us and was like, This is possible still. This really is possible. Let's just keep winning and see where we end up. Yeah, because you know, after that draw against Watford, you know, we went on to win every single game after that, which is just incredible for any team to go on that sort of run. And all those clean sheets we got as well, which was just incredible. Uh, we had five games in March, Blue, uh, five wins, of course, starting off with that one nil win against Billy Ricky. And that was a good result as well. You know, Fra scoring from the penalty spot, game under the lights at the AJ Arena. We only get one of those a season, um, pretty much. Um, and that was just another good, solid win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love a love a game under the lights. Absolutely love it, especially the AGL. Um, always a a good atmosphere. It's just slightly different. Um, but another big one, another clean sheet. So that's the third clean sheet in a row. I think we go on to have five in a row um, before conceding to Crawley. But yeah, building momentum nicely, um, and we carry it through. Um, but a difficult one, and we knew that it was going to be a difficult one, especially the proximity of the games. And of course, I think this, this was Holly's debut, Holly Turner's debut. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, no, what, no I think she made I think it was. Oh, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. yeah. We, we know what to talk about, guys. We know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think she came on um, against Watford. And then, yeah, this was like, oh, Holly Turner making a you know, return against her former club, Billerick. Yeah. Coming on to maybe score the winner. You know, that, that's, that, that's the headline you wanted, but... Thankfully, we got the goal and we won game one nil. When I was that was that done. Uh, next up was Plymouth, and this was a free game week blue. We had so we just had Watford, Billerick in midweek, and now Plymouth. Um, we won three nil. Something happened in this game. I can't remember what it was. Some yeah, I've got person, I've got no notes on this one. Ross, so I yeah, I don't know. Yet. Someone was making their return apparently. Um, oh yeah, it was you, blue. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, that was you. Um, what a moment that was. Uh, which course spoke about it on the pods you've reflected on it so many times but um a moment as you said where you know at one point you didn't think you would make your return but you did it yeah 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 it was yeah you you don't think it's going to happen until the very moment that it does um and yeah I was really pleased and grateful that I could make it back onto that pitch and you you do appreciate those minutes a lot more having had them taken away um, and not being able to play. You, you definitely don't realise what it, a luxury it is to be able to play football until you physically can't as much as you want to. Um, so, although I don't know, it wasn't a great game at all, but it was just nice for me to have that sort of landmark and say, yeah, I did it, um, even if it was for a, only for a few minutes. Um, so, yeah, just relief. <laughs> That's what I feel. I just felt relief. Um, so yeah, good, a good day, a good day. Yeah, and um, you know, that's good reception you had, and I think this is when I think this is a period now. I think Kieran was starting doing the PA, I think, um, and he's done a fantastic job this season. Oh, a big shout out to well. Kieran, of course, doing all the media and stuff. But now he's the PR man, PA man, um, and I think yeah, he, he he gives a big the big one for for players making their return or scoring goals. And um, can you remember much from the game what you had to do in it? Um, once again, we covered it. Was it? Did you have to take a corner at one stage? Which was oh uh, yeah, my corner wasn't very good actually. Really yeah. wasn't very good because I wasn't expecting to bloody take a corner. I don't think I'd taken a corner since I'd, I'd been back. 
Um, and laugh just went to me. Oh yeah, you do it. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> not, I'm not really bothered about how this turns out. To be honest, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it? Um, was it a season before? You know, season um, when sadly you got that injury. I think was it you and Laugh yeah. practicing corners. You're like going to be the next basically corner takers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to practice them all the time, but it hadn't been a focus um, yeah. at all because whoever's been taking them balls, whether it's balls or whoever it's it's been, have done a good job. So I didn't see it as as a as a priority in my return um, to be back taking corners. Whether that will be in the future, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it was unexpected, but I was a very poor corner. Um, and my family ribbed me, actually, because as, as, <laughs> I don't know whether I said this on the pod before, I must have mentioned it. But um, there was one game, I was playing for England, I think it must must have been 16s or 17s, and we're in Slovenia. And I take this corner, and it is possibly the worst corner you've ever seen in your life. Like, it hardly reaches the box. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and my, obviously, my brother's clipped it up. And <laughs> honestly, the amount of abuse I get for this corner, I have to remind them, I'm like, Hang on, have any of you captained your country? Mm. No, you haven't. Can we all just sit yeah. back down a little bit? But yeah, the amount yeah. of abuse I get for for that corner forever, I think, ongoing in my life. Um, and yeah, maybe I need to see someone about it. I don't know. Yeah. But to be fair, I think anybody who has to take a corner, you've got to beat like the first player. You got to, it's got to go. Oh, over God, the first it's, it's a must do. And when yeah. even when you watch it on. TV or whether you're at a game, or whatever. If someone doesn't beat the first man, oh, it's just it's just like why, why, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it has to be done. Um, so it wasn't a good one, and I acknowledged that. But at that time, I was like, yeah, that's not great, but I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. We, we were three 0 up. <laughs> yeah, job's done. Happy days. Um, but, but like- yeah, I know I have to improve. <laughs> yeah. Although. I'm putting it out here now. I'm sorry to say. Um, I think it's it's been not too bad, but I think set pieces this year has not been great from us. Um, we haven't had like a bullet header this season no. you know, that I can remember, like a, a ball coming in and boom. There's been a few good set pieces which have led to goals because they've failed to somebody, but there's not been that that really lovely like whipped in corner and then like Megan Waring doing that bullet header or stuff. And we haven't really seen many of those. So that's a, that's one thing to, to improve on next season. Yeah, I think it's the consistency of either the delivery or the runs into the box. When one is good, the other doesn't seem to be there. And equally the same way around, it hasn't really coincided when the run's been there and it's been exactly where it's needed to be. Or perhaps when it has been okay, the connection we've had, like Meg's had a few headers which have should really be on target and haven't been. Um, and there's been a few others. But yeah, I agree that's an area that if... I mean, it's, an, it's an area where if you're clinical there, so many goals can come from it. So many goals. Um, so definite area of improvement. I'd agree with that. To be fair, there's been a few times you said it. Like I think Meg's had one where it's hit the crossbar, or you yeah. know, Tash probably has done a header and it. You know, it's hit the post or whatever. So it's just yeah, fine margins and all that, and just yeah, luck of the green and but yeah, just something to maybe improve on next season. Uh, next three games to end March. Uh, a 3-0 home win over London B, so it makes it five wins in a row, clean sheets in a row as well. 
Uh, Kieran McKenna watched on from this game as well. So he saw, I think, Sebra Zera Carrera and Meg, Megan Waring do the, the handshake celebration. <laughs> Freya scored twice in this game as well. So Freya was scoring the goals once again. And um, let's let's mention Freya now, Blue, as um, we haven't really had a chance yet. We, we mentioned she made a debut back against QPR, but she went on to score goals, get assists and really make a name for herself. And of course, she went on to make her senior debut uh, for Arsenal as well in the WSL. So, you know, cameo appearances, but she really did make a statement playing for us, didn't she? She did really well, um, really well. And I hope that sort of in the future she continues to do well. She's almost one of those footballers you watch and they're, they're elegant. I don't know whether it's because she's got really long limbs. Um, I think that probably helps. But yeah, really good on the ball. Um, Pace-wise, ridiculous. Um, and it's pretty clinical too. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm pleased that she she came and sort of had the low move of us, and I think she did really well. And um, yeah, I hope it helps her in the future. I hope the experience. I think it's really useful for those sort of young players to come away from academy football and see football, whether it's in tier three or I think tier three is a pretty good a league to have that experience, and it's definitely benefited her. She also made a really good appearance on the pod as well. So yeah, she big did. up, big up for her. Yeah. It was a good good performance on the pod. Very good performance. Was it you quoted about her legs? Like when you uh, your first impressions, good legs. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Long legs, probably. Long legs, long legs. Yeah, she has yeah. got really long legs. Yeah, and it, uh, to be fair, some of her goals, like, I think I've got really one good picture of her, like really stretching and a good touch with the ball, and she may have gone on to you know score from that moment. So, but yeah. Really good performances from Freya, and yeah, best of luck to whatever the future holds with her. You never know, she could come back. You never know. You never um, know. I put, I put, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put a big uh, pedestal now. Like, oh, we, we may not get her back, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, good, good old Freya. Uh, then, uh, so yeah, 3 0 win against London Bees, then a 4 1 win against Crawley Wasps. And I'll, I'm just putting out there on my notes, I just went another goal for Bonnie. <laughs> she scored again. <laughs> um, I think it's from a penalty, but yeah. yeah. She scored again. It was just another, you know, just a win. Although the clean sheet record was gone. Crawley Wasp getting relegated, but they stopped our clean sheet record there. Yeah, I remember the defenders. I don't know if Sarah, Sarah's pretty chills, but the defenders were really upset about losing their clean sheet. Yeah. Really upset. They were happy that, I mean, how many games is that? That was a lot of games. I remember mentioning it after, after the game. It got mentioned in the chat. Um, but... Yeah, clean sheet was, although we'd won that many games in a row, we won a really good run. We were all really disappointed about the clean sheet, especially to Crawley. But yeah, again, four four goals. It's decent for the goal difference and move on. At that point in the season, we're not really that bothered about performances. We know that we have to perform well and play well, but ultimately it's, it's the score. If you can... If you can grind out a result, that's the most important thing to get three points because that's all we cared about. Yeah, definitely. And um, I want to actually mention a player now, actually, that we haven't mentioned. We've literally recorded for an hour. And we haven't really spoke about EK um, much. And uh, she scored in this game. Um, and, of course, she's, you know, captain aside like Bonnie um, and like yourself. And, you know, she's been fantastic. She, she was on the pod, you know, a few weeks back reviewing her season. And um, it's probably been her best season to date. Um, but sometimes I think she goes under the radar. Um, maybe not because she's yeah she's part of that you know that she's the face of it. She's down with her you yeah. know with her fandom and stuff. But there's just times where some of her performances go under the radar because maybe someone else has scored two goals or whatever. But she's pretty consistent 
most weeks. I think that's the kind of role she's moved into, though, as being a defensive mid. You don't you don't get all the praises and plaudits at all. Um, similarly with Kyra you, and Bonnie, um, they keep the team ticking, but you don't really notice they're there. And it's it's almost a good performance when you don't notice they're there because they've done their job well. Everyone else sort of gets the the. It's normally the attackers that get the plaudits or whatever. Um, but yeah, EK very confident, composed in possession, keeps the ball moving, um, spreads it nicely. Has had a great season, um, and I know she wants to add more goals and assists to her game. But actually, I think even without that, that what she's provided this season in terms of uh, passing, spreading the ball, uh, dealing with the ball under pressure has been really, really good um, for sure. Like we said, the the best season she's had at Ipswich. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, Kyra, of course, gets a massive shout out because another good season. You know, last year she was fantastic. This year she had that injury, she had to bounce back, and she's like the Lewis game. She had an unbelievable game in that game mm, um, back very, in January. Very good. And I think going on from that, she she got better and better um, throughout the you know the rest of the few months, and she's been fantastic. Just once again, another player who needs to score that one first goal, which is going to be an amazing day. It can just be a scrappy goal, but hopefully it will be. Uh, next season. So, um, yeah, Cora, big shout out to her. Uh, then to finish off March, um, just a solid 1-0 win against Gillingham. Uh, professional win. This was Joe's 100th game in charge as well. Uh, so a landmark moment for him. But, uh, yeah, nice little setup at Chatham Town as well and just uh, a solid win to end March. Yeah, it was a nice setup. Um, but, yeah, like you said, professional. That's how I described the game. Um, I think they had a they had a few threats, but I mean, this game we dominated um, and perhaps should have scored a few more to make it a bit more comfortable. But as we do, we like to keep it a little bit tight, keep fans on their toes, keep us on our toes. But um, I remember saying that finishing the game and Joe sent in the game, you know, we've got three, three games to go. Let's put ourselves in the best position possible. Three games, hopefully three wins. Um, and yeah. Uh, that, I think at that point we still thought we were going to play Oxford next, um, yeah. which ultimately got moved. But it was a good, we thought it was a good, solid win to then build up to that Oxford game at that point in time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the Oxford game got rearranged. Um, but we had three games in April slash May. Um, we had MK, of course, uh, who we beat 2-0 in um, a stadium game at Stadium MK. So it was a good experience for for the players and the staff, everyone involved, um, the crowd as well. We haven't actually mentioned the crowd, which um, although we have a lot on the podcast, we, we always praise you, ladies and gentlemen. We always do because you've been incredible. And I think it was actually, weren't it, the Watford game we mentioned, the away game, where we mm. felt there was that shift of like, yeah. wow, this crowd is really helping the team. You know, they're always the 12th player, aren't they? But, you know, I think the Watford game, but then especially this game, to think we an away team and we're the loudest part of the crowd. Yeah, we were the loudest and there were inflatables there as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm sorry to say, but I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so, yeah, I found out that was a thing. And then, oh God, we outshouted them. It felt, it felt, it didn't feel like a home game because you're in a very strange, different stadium. Um, but we definitely outnumbered them for sure, um, which is great to see. Uh, all in all, it was a pretty non-game, I'd say. It wasn't, it wasn't that enjoyable to watch, um, but they all can't be like that. But again, three points and 
yeah, a good experience to play in Stadium MK. I'd never been there before. And of course, big shout out to the supporters group because, um, of course, that was officially launched. The official um, Itchers Town Women Supporters Group who do some great stuff. Um, big shout out to, to Matt Macon, Ian, and everyone involved. They do some great stuff, um, and I'm sure they're going to work even more harder next season alongside Kieran and everyone else involved in the club to to improve the the fan experience, everything like that. So um, yeah, look forward to that next season. Um, so two more games, Blue. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of move on for Cheltenham because it was eight year win. Goals, 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 loads of goals, which is great for the goal difference because I think we knew we needed to improve on our goal difference and um, which, of course, will lead into the final game of the season. And um, Watford won their game and we did win our game as well. We did what we had to do, uh, beating Oxford, finally beating Oxford, actually, 1-0. Um, but then we found out, of course, well, we, we knew Watford were winning anyway, but um, yeah, goal difference settled it in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we spoke about it, but yeah, it's still it's crazy. Still, I, like yeah. people come up to me and that don't say follow followers that closely. I'm like, oh, how how did you get on? And every time I'm like, I just breathe in. I'm like, we came second on goal difference. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just one. It's just one of those incredibly painful. But yeah, it's, it was good to be Oxford though. Yeah. Really good to be Oxford. Um, I mean, in in my head, and I think in a lot of our team's heads, Oxford were the ones to win. It was either going to be ours or Oxford. We saw them as the, the main one, but they, yeah, really sort of fell off. I suppose they had us and Watford to play and didn't win either game, and that ultimately defined their season. So they're probably in a sim similar position to us, thinking what could have been. Um, but obviously Watford went on and played in the playoff final and and thankfully, won that game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was, I was pleased to see that they they went up. Because um, can you imagine them coming oh. back down? Oof, no, thank you. No, yeah, we'll have this. We'll have this. Uh, yeah, game once again of like, yeah, okay. Of course, thankfully this year, if we, you know, you win or next season, uh, 2023, 24. Yeah, that's always you have to say they're low, such a long names, aren't they? 2023, 24. Um, of course, if you win the league, you go up. Which is fantastic, um, but yeah, what, uh, congratulations to Watford going up. But yeah, like looking back, Blue, like yeah, we scored forty-eight goals and conceded only eleven. We had the best sort of in terms of yeah, because Sarah won the Golden Glove and everything. But just think, ah, oh, we just scored a few more goals. We yeah. just, you know, it's getting hindsight and looking back, you know, there's certain games like yeah, the, the two defeats to start of the season was you know where we've really had to bounce back from that, and we did. And I'll have to admit, at one stage, I think probably the Watford game. When we drew, when they equalised, I thought, yeah, the season's done. I, I'll put my hand up and go, you know, if if we do it, then this team is incredible. And they, they did incredible things going on that amazing run. Um, but I will admit, I was like, mm, I don't know, this is going to be a tough one. And But yeah, just unbelievable um, job the team done in the end. Um, but yeah, Blue, as ever I do on loads of podcasts, you know, how would you sum up? the season in a few words. Uh, yeah, take it away. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, I think my first one was surprising. Mm. I think that the season has been full of moments that probably at the start of the season, even before the first game kicked off, that I didn't think would happen at all. Obviously, the first two games and then 
being sort of in January and thinking we haven't got a chance here, we could finish fourth or fifth, that being a genuine thought, and then sort of stopping that thought and being like, no, you know what, there's still games to play. We've still got plenty of games to play, anything can happen. And then, yeah, winning those final few games, going on that massive run, um, which against all odds, really, and then it coming to that final day and bloody Watford winning it. Um, so, yeah, surprising. I'd probably say resilient or resilience as well. I think we've had a lot of things not go our way this season, um, whether that be, I don't know, whether it's the group or whether it's injuries or... Um, Last minute equaliser. I mean, every football team has luck, and they they can you can be unlucky or lucky or whatever, and you get your fair share, whatever it is. But um, I think it's always the reaction from that luck or unluckiness to bounce back and that resilience to do so. I think we showed quite a bit of that this season, um, so I'd probably say that as well. And then maybe to be negative, disappointing, we didn't go up, um, and ultimately that is the goal. So you, you kind of have to look at it. And although we've been on an amazing run and we take positives and we have taken a lot of positives from the season, as an overall, we haven't achieved what we wanted to. Um, so we all we need to take these positives, but also balance it with, right, OK, well, we haven't achieved it. Why? And what are we going to do next season to make sure this doesn't happen again? Um, so, yeah, but I think it's good to have a balanced approach and not just write off the season completely, but also not say, oh, well, we did really well in the final few games um, because actually there's still improvements to be made. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I'd be interested to hear your 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 words or word. It was rubbish. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was rubbish for the first two games. And after yeah. a bit, I was like, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long season. Um, just to be that negative Nancy at the start of the season. Yeah. But, um, like, so deep down... Yeah, like deep down, I knew that like, this was gonna be, we're gonna turn this around because we still had the players, we still had the staff um, to turn it around. And my 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 first one is progress because okay, we haven't gone up, but from where we were last season, where we weren't, we had nothing to play for, did we? It was like, like, yeah. the like, final few games but this year. It went down to the final day, um, which from yeah when we drew against Watford, as I said, like. Late equalise. I thought, okay, that, that was it. That was it. We're now just—I wouldn't say we're going to play dead rubbers, but we're just going to be yeah, chasing Watford, and we were chasing them until that final day. Oxford was still playing part of it yeah. as well. Um, but there, yeah, progress made. You know, even just on and off the pitch in terms of you know, the fans as well. You know, the the crowd. Um, you know, I think there's more improvement of getting better numbers. Of course, you know, I think everybody wants to improve that all the time. But yeah, progress. Um, but yeah, the other word I'm taking your word disappointing because yeah, the ideal I'm sure the goal this season for Joe and every, all the players, everybody was to go up. You know, we knew last year was a, a fantastic achievement from that you know unbelievable run we went on um, our first ever season in Tier Three. You know, those young players um, to go on that run was amazing, and just you know we missed out in the end because of different results. And Southampton went up, and then this year progress was made, um, and. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited for the future because you know Joe, I'm sure has got that ambition of going once again. We go again, as we always say, um, as Ek said, we go mm -hmm. again. Um, so yeah, a season of progress is what I'm calling it. Um, and I think you know, it's hopefully another season where we can really look forward to 
Um, and definitely now with once again, it's the World Cup year, um, which I, I'm reminded of now. It is a World Cup year. There is football. Uh, Women's World Cup in Australia slash New Zealand. So another year of the game growing. We've seen, you know, record crowds, even in WSL, you know, their teams selling out, you know, grounds, um, more pe- more even just young kids getting involved and stuff like that, which is just incredible. I've gone a bit of a tangent here. Blue, help me out. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the exact figure that the WSL attendances have gone up by yeah. significant, um, which I think was probably a key goal of having the Euros hosted in in England um, and ultimately the success that that, that caused. But even at the FA Cup final, um, I was at the the FA Cup final the other day, which it wasn't that good of a game, but finals mm. rarely are really, aren't they? Um, and my my sister Drew, she's sat there in her United t-shirt with tune on the back, well up for it. Um, my brother's a Chelsea fan, so he was he was wearing a Chelsea shirt. We were sat in the United section actually, um, and. She wasn't very happy because obviously United United uh, did lose the game, but the attendance there broke some sort of record. I think it was the highest attendance at a domestic women's game ever or whatever. Um, so the numbers are there. The numbers are there. And even the ticket prices for that event, sometimes you find that the ticket prices, they lower them so much that it's like, well, you're basically giving them away. But they, I've definitely seen an increase in women's tickets prices, which I'm I'm glad to see because it almost means that they're no longer valuing the game at a, a lower value. Um, so that was a good experience. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Obviously, England without a few key names. Um, so maybe confidence, my confidence in them winning it, maybe faltering slightly since Leah Williamson's been out. But I still see them doing well. Um, but I don't know. Something tells me Australia might have a have a good tournament. It been a home tournament, whatever. They're a pretty strong team, um, but we will see. Hopefully, yeah. England. Fingers crossed. England have another one. Yeah, another one. Because yeah, that that unbelievable last year winning the Euros and that momentum going on. And um, yeah, like just even my niece, like she's been going to her first like women's games this year, town women's games, and she's she just loves it. She does playing football now and. You know, I just see that's another thing we always say. We've spoke about on the podcast so many times, like, you know, players afterwards having to sign so many different, um, you know, pitches, hands and stuff, um, not just girls, but boys as well. And just anybody of all ages just there watching the game. So um, big shout out to you again. But um, Blue, I want to give a shout out to some of the staff members that maybe don't get mentioned who are behind the scenes. Uh, Kieran Stanley, who's been on the podcast before, the quiz master, um, a shout out to him for doing all the social media and all the other bits and bobs that you, you may not know he does. Um, there's also, of course, Jack Mitch, Mitchell, um, who does some great work. I don't know, he's probably listened to this. So big shout out to you, Jack. You do some great stuff. Um, you've got Nicola as well, who does, you, if you if you get to a game early, you see her warming up, the players doing all the stretches and stuff. Um, and there's some other great people as well, Blue, I'm sure you want to give a shout out to. Of course, Charlie Baxter, um, who left town um in February, maybe? Or oh, Billy Ricky game was his last game as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, he, he was, of course, part of this this team this year as well. But um, yeah, anybody else you want to give a shout out to? There's physios as well, the physios. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, I don't want to forget anyone. Um, Regan, obviously. Yeah, Regan. He comes yeah, home and away. He's always well up for it. Um, who else have we got? 
Oh. Sophie and Mia, the physios who have just who have come in, um, and hopefully will be with us next season. I feel like we're missing someone now. Especially, of course, Maddie, Maddie Reader. Maddie Reader, of course, yes. Great, great stuff. And of course, her dad, Neil the Diamond, um, for their great support as well. And, you know, give a shout out to Connor Bennett as well from BBC Suffolk. He, he comes and does interviews and he's a big supporter as well. And just anyone who just goes to the games and you listeners out there, you watchers out there, uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast all year. You know, well, it'll be a bit stupid if me and Blue just did this podcast, not knowing if anybody's listened to us. But um, the numbers have been pretty good this year. So big shout out to you. Of course, big shout out to Mark Kennedy at John Fowler Solicitors for sponsoring a podcast this year, making history really, because we've never had a, a sponsor for this podcast. So um, big shout out to you, Michael and co. Um, but yeah, big thank you to Blue, you two as well, Blue, um, for being my co-host, um, for just about keeping up with me doing this. <laughs> Um, making sure I keep in line, everything like that. But no, it's it's been a great year, Blue Winter. Even just you know, okay, you haven't been able to play as much as you're probably hoping to, but um, it's been a, a good year doing the podcast. Yeah, it's been a successful year. Although it hasn't been a successful year on the pitch, and probably I would have preferred that, but there has been success in the podcast, and that is that is still success. So yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and likewise, thanks for all your your prep and organisation skills, Ross. I know that sometimes me scheduling um, guests becomes tricky, um, but yeah, it's very enjoyable. Um, so big thanks to you. And yeah, I think probably finish it there. Yeah. yeah last podcast much. of the season. Um, I just want to mirror what Ross said. Um, you supporters are the reason we do this and uh, a big reason why the girls go out there every Sunday and, try and put in performances, um, whether that's to inspire the next generation or make your Sunday that little bit better. Um, that's that's a big reason as to why we work so hard to do that. So, yeah, thank you for your support this season. I'm sorry we couldn't quite get the end goal, but um, we'll be doing everything we can to do that next season. So, yeah, we'll catch you then. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy the World Cup. Um, and we'll speak to you next season. Bring it on. Bye-bye for now, everybody.